Welcome to We'll Take This One, a show about advice columns and columnists by three unqualified friends from the internet. I'm Gabriella, AirPods user. Mm. <laughs> I'm Alex, haircut dad. Mm. And I'm Amelia, Nikki Pickles. Okay, we're going to have to start with that one, I think. Oh, um... <laughs> So I was reading a news story today that quoted a an executive from Twitter whose name was uh, Nick Pickles, and I have been extremely captivated with this name ever since and have now created just an alternate person in my head named Nikki Pickles, who's like the head of a crime syndicate called the Burger Boys, and <laughs> they all have like burger topping names, and it's just, it's the thing that I've been, been workshopping in my head all day. It's not really ready for prime time, but I'm just putting it out there. Nikki Pickles, Sal Mayo... Sesame Jack. To... These are the these are the people. Okay, so so not to not to dox uh, Nikki Pickles, who is an executive mm-hmm. at Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. He put on his LinkedIn that he ran for parliament. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't need to say what party, but you could guess what it was. But uh, yeah, Parliament, four months as the parliamentary candidate for Normanton, Pontefract, and Castleford. (laughs) What a Uh, made up silly country. His message didn't resonate in Pontefract, I guess. Your message doesn't resonate Uh, in Pontefract. But he has has literally, I'm going to, I'm sending this screenshot. to the Discord, um, mm-hmm. he has three three jobs on his LinkedIn. Um, ran for Parliament, not a job. Mm-hmm. Don't get paid to do that. Um, <laughs> director of Big Brother Watch, which I mean, I know Big Brother is very popular in the UK. I don't know if that mm-hmm. big, Maybe big Brother it was Watch. Like a... It's a like civil an liberties and privacy. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it, it is. But mm-hmm. it was established in late 2009, which means the Big Brother uh, British uh, show had been on for a very long time at that point. Yeah, that's probably much more popular than this uh, Yes, so unfortunate name choice for that. Mm-hmm. But he went from that to Senior Public Policy Manager UK for Twitter. Like... Mm-hmm. What what who does he know? What is the Pickles dynasty? <laughs> yeah, that, well, maybe it is organized crime. Ta- <laughs> the thing that he was talking about in the article that I saw was like the importance of being anonymous on the internet. So that does sort of slot in with Big Brother Watch. Um, plus, that's a real big concern for the good folks of Normanton, Pontefract, and Castleford, as we all know. So. So there's something oh, I'm also I'm gonna share another screenshot here from LinkedIn, and I need you to <laughs> right. examine the third uh, okay. the third to last item in the groups that he is a member of. The Yorkshire Mafia, cool. So, wow. I'm just saying this goes pretty deep, and Nikki Pickles <laughs> is not such a such a imagined figure. It's very oh, wow. real. Conservative you know. culture and creative industries network. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, what culture? culture. <laughs> <laughs> what a dark. Oh, you know, you know, Greek statues. Um, mm. But I just, you know, you you best start believing in 
organized crime pickle stories because <laughs> you're, you're in one. Yep. Gabrielle, we don't need to, you know, we're, we're making this work. Your AirPods, they sound yeah. fine. Okay. It makes it work. We're all, we're, we're, we're good. It's totally fine. We're living in the moment. We're recording our podcast. Woo. Uh, it's going to happen. sound effects. Auto-tune me. <laughs> I could. I don't know what that would, I, I don't know what that would accomplish, but I could do that. I have done that. Um, not Maybe to you, but I have. You, <laughs> you, you do sing sometimes, Alex. So I've never auto-tuned myself, no. Okay. I, I've not done that. Um, hmm. um, anyway, I'm very proud because my, my soon-to-be-imminent to be two-year-old got their first haircut and they did so good and i'm I'm so proud we did um my wife and i were like we did all this um like role play and prep for the haircut where we would like (laughs) pretend scissors on each other's head or like you know and we promised that we would go get muffins after we went to the barber and we did it also turned out that the barber owns a VW bus from the 60s and had little bus toys on their, their barber station. It was very nice. Uh, the music that played during the haircut was very strange. Um, it So we walk in, the, the haircut starts, and uh, I'm hearing, like, somebody's watching me by Rockwell, right? And it's like, oh, you know, maybe they have like uh, Halloween music on. That's very appropriate. Like, that's a good Halloween Yeah, that's song. big on TikTok right now. Huh. Oh, interesting. interesting. I mean, it is a, it's a spooky song. Um, it does mention the IRS. That is uh, <laughs> that's that's Barry Gordy from Motown's son, um, mm-hmm. which means he is the uh, brother of one of the guys from LMFAO, the older guy from LMFAO. <laughs> That's also part of the Gordy family tree. But so I was like, that makes sense. But then I also hear there's like Tiny Tim on this playlist. Oh. But uh, there's a, a lot of very strange just selections. Um, Take Me Home Country Road, uh, Country Roads, you know, John Denver, that gets in the mix, which is very eclectic, right? And then it just kind of stops. And then after a break and a little conversation with the barber, the barber just says, um, Alexa, play my favorites. I'm like, oh, well, that's, a, that's an interesting way to do that. <laughs> just like any song that, I, that I've captured, uh, I guess, like, or thought notable in any way. But maybe they are TikTok songs. Maybe that's the youth element that I'm not, I'm not seeing. I don't know if the barber is on TikTok. Some like auto-generated Spotify playlists. Um put together songs that I know wouldn't normally go together, but it's just like what's trending on TikTok. So everyone's <laughs> listening to them, even if they don't, um, they're not like thematically related. Weird. That is very weird, but, but there was, it was great. Um, something that I, I, uh, have been sort of tickled by is that this barber, all of their kids capes are, various like disney or other animated feature knockoffs and it's purposeful it's like the barber collects them so my kid had a knockoff toy story uh cape that had like a buzz that looked like woody and a woody that looked like a ken doll and an alien with a very visible belly button for some reason (laughs) Um, and like a unicorn which i don't think is a toy story character i haven't seen the toy story films in a while so i can't say for sure um but uh, the barber said that 
um, that particular one was called Plastic Friends. <laughs> Sure. And that he had one that was based on the Surf's Up film, which is about surfing penguins, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was called, I think it was called like Wave Buddies. <laughs> um, but he just, whenever he is at a barber like convention or whatever, or a barber supply shop and looks at the kids' ones and finds, he only wants the unlicensed ones. <laughs> and it reminded me of like uh, Party City Halloween costumes. Yeah, totally. Where they're like, you know, like name repeating goblin. And it's a Beetlejuice costume. Right, boy with (laughs) Scar. Like, magic boy with Scar. Mm -hmm. Um, So, tis the season when we're recording this. I have no idea when this will come out. Hopefully soon. (laughs) Uh, But we don't have spooky questions this week. I mean, maybe they are. Well, Uh, existentially. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Existentially spooky. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But let's talk about the show, and then let's talk about some advice. WTTO is not an advice show. It is a show about advice. If you email us asking for advice, we will forward it to one of a thousand podcasts that do that. Also, don't email us advice. Email us advice columns or compliments at willtakethisone at gmail.com. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It truly matters. So, Amelia, what have you brought to us? Um, I have brought you a, a, a column from Dear Annie. Um, which is the headline is overwhelmed by ice cream. Dirty is, is has become a WTTO favorite. I have to say she attracts just like it's a it's a really good sweet spot sweet spot of like they're weird but they're not too weird and they're sort of meaty but not in a depressing way. So yeah. like mm-hmm. we love that. That's that's the spot we like to talk about. <laughs> the okay, WTTO so. audience should know we filter out a lot of <laughs> depressing shit. Yeah, so we don't money. do. Some- there's yeah. a lot of depressing. I've seen some depressing dear Annie's where people are just venting to her mm-hmm. too, and mm-hmm. yeah, those those aren't questions we're going to cover. Come yeah. on, this is a, this is a the show exists for entertainment purposes. It's for chuckles, gentle chuckles. Okay, for uh, fun. <laughs> dear Annie, why do Americans have so many ice cream products? This week, I went to the supermarket and there were 10 new ice creams to choose from, and I was just about to finish off trying them all from the prior week. I'm not fat. Yet. Alright. Yes, even with the problems of supply, they still somehow managed to pack the refrigerators with new choices. I find myself spending at least 5-10 to minutes trying to choose an ice cream that is healthy, economical, and tastes good. In my country... We have fewer ice cream choices, but they all taste good. Should I check myself to see if I have obsessive compulsive disorder, or should I be concerned that we indeed have too many choices in America? Another crazy complaint, if I may. I recently found out that a famous ice cream brand with a European label is not actually European. The first time I found this product, I happily told the clerk, who often sees me hanging around the ice cream aisle, that I had found a European ice cream. He didn't seem surprised, but actually looked concerned. I felt like an idiot after I found out it's made by an American corporation. No wonder he looked concerned. So this has been my problem, and I need a solution. Maybe you can help? Signed, too many choices. Yeah, I'm sure that's why the the <laughs> supermarket employee gave you a look like, what what is this conversation? It's because he knew, he knew, he absolutely knew the the supply chain involved in Hagen dazs 
<laughs> have y'all seen those memes where it's like conservatives go to Cuba and then they post a picture of, you know, a fully stocked grocery shelf, but with just like a <laughs> generic or single brand. And they're like, in communist Cuba, you have mm-hmm. no choice. And it's like, is canned corn really that different across brands? <laughs> I need at least six brands of canned corn. Uh, by the way, Hagen Dazs. By the way, I looked it up uh, because, of course, I did. Um, it's just it's nonsense. It's it means nothing. The guy who like invented Hagen Dazs wanted to make up a, something that was Danish sounding because he was Jewish and he wanted to commemorate Denmark's exemplary treatment of its Jews during the Second World War. Love that. Um, <laughs> but like the there's no they don't have a ZS in Danish. They don't have the A with the with the diacritic mark on it. It's not Danish at all, even like a tiny bit. Um so yeah, so yeah. it's not it's not European. It's I, from b- Brooklyn. Or maybe briefly Bronx, to return, not you know, not that this not that this show is, is particularly, you know, involved in these headier discussions, but to, to return to what Gabriella brought up, um, whose decision is it to not have American brands in Cuban stores? <laughs> because it's Wait. not Cuban grocery shoppers. True. Hagendas, whatever is yeah, Hagendas is made up, but but like Okay, even with the problems of supply, there's no there's no supply problem of cows. There's lots of milk available. Yeah, the, too much. The milk same amount fact. of milk. <laughs> they, I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a cheese lover. I like ice cream very much as well. Um, they they all all of the ice creams in Romania or whatever taste good. We are told <laughs> all of them. All of them. They Definitely all don't have any gross. Good marshmallow flavors or whatever i've seen enough eastern european candies to have my suspicions <laughs> about their flavor choices should I check myself to see that? There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of just gross stuff in here about I'm yeah. not fat yet, and should I yeah. should I check so myself to see if I have obsessive compulsive disorder, like checking if you have a tick on the back of your knee, like. Mm-hmm. Meh. So you're but... the one lingering in the ice cream aisle for so long <laughs> that the clerk knows you. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Okay. I submit that you are strange. <laughs> I like I I did for a period of time frequent the Dairy Queen by my house often enough that like they recognized me at the Dairy Queen, uh, which is embarrassing. But also I didn't write a letter to an advice column about it. I was just like, oh no, they know me at the Dairy Queen, and then I moved on with my life. And I think I stopped getting Dairy Queen so much. But like, I, I it's it's a mixed thing where the letter writer I want to first like reassure them that the conversation with the uh poor <laughs> the poor grocery store <laughs> worker was not a situation where they were being judged for not knowing that Hagen Doss was not European. Um also I, I I mean not to like you know, of course. It is a sworn and ultimate rule of this program that all of these letters are real. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that the letter writer is representing the letter is real. The letter writer may not be representing themselves truly. Mm. Um, Unreliable. And in that situation, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't believe that this person is from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> what 
that's what you're going. What? That's, you think from, like, that's the divergence. I think they're American. I think they're just no. I think they're American. I think they're just trying to like get an angle on this. Mm. I was talking before we started recording that I have some suspicion that this person is trying to like become a a Dave Barry via (laughs) uh, via Dear Annie. Like they they are trying out for to be a humorist. Mm -hmm. Like oh, if you liked my little piece about too many choices, you might like my other piece about. Something else I bothered a service industry worker about. <laughs> Airline food. <laughs> Portion sizes. Right. They tried all of the ice creams. They tried all of the new ice creams. Uh, they they have to go to the grocery store every week and try all of the ice creams. That's... I mean, do I get excited when I see a new kind of ice cream show up? Yes, we got. We finally got the Tillamook ice cream. Very oh, exciting. Good stuff. It's really it's good. It's so smooth. It's very smooth. We also got. <laughs> this is just me telling you what kind of ice creams we have at the grocery oh, store. I mean, great content. I um, love it. We we got uh, somebody makes Blue Moon ice cream. Alex, do you know what Blue Moon ice cream is? Because it's a Midwestern thing. It is a Midwestern thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm, I don't know. Do I know? about it it's extremely blue it's so blue and i've only ever had it at like ice cream parlors and the the flavor is like a trademarked secret Um, i thought it was blue raspberry no but maybe i'm wrong no it's uh i've seen i've I've seen this smurf blue marshmallow sweet yeah it's almondy and marshmallowy and vanilla-y and it tastes like blue uh in a way, it's I an can't. ingredient in Superman ice cream, which she, yes. was, I guess is fucked up American Neapolitan. Yes, it that is. I've that's, also, that's also a Midwestern thing. We have Superman ice cream, but it's really good. And I had never seen it in like at the store. It was very exciting. And and then I, I got some and I dripped it onto my upholstery on my couch. And it, no. uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. But it's it's blue. It tastes like blue. So Super, Superman ice cream predates the invention of Superman. <laughs> what did they call uh, it? Very the legal hill upon which I will die. <laughs> very strange. I mean, it looks horrible. I just have to say. It looks good. I've never had um, this. It looks like total garbage. It's the same colors of like the ices I would get as a kid. Or the rainbow flavor icy. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's very it funny like that like... Nobody is allowed to call it Superman, even though it is it predates the uh, the character. Um, yeah, that's gross. But <laughs> <laughs> there's many great ice. Go to a go to a different fucking grocery store. Mm-hmm. But some another thing when this letter was first brought to our attention that that came to my mind was trying to choose an ice cream that is healthy, economical, and tastes good. And I feel very strongly that this is one of those, like, pick two situations. Totally. Right? Like, economical. What the fuck do you care if it's economical if you tried every one? You (laughs) tried every one. Spending $70 on ice cream every week. How big is your freezer? I don't have that much freezer space, and I have two. I have two freezers. I have a downstairs freezer for meat. I have an upstairs freezer. 
in they my moved fridge. to America, and they were like, oh my god, I immediately need to purchase a chest freezer and a second and third refrigerator because I need to sample all of the products at the grocery store. Especially the ice cream. Like, there's so many other things that we have a lot of. Like, do they have this concern about crackers? Do they have this concern about breakfast cereal? Do they have this concern about, like... Right, the uh, all the, the classic American abundance. Yeah, that we have exists. lots of so many things, but like also like they can go to Aldi or go to Trader Joe's or go to like their local grocery store that isn't a chain, and there will be like like I'm picturing the the little co-op grocery store that I go to a lot, and there's like one freezer of ice cream. Like it's it's you know it's like two feet wide. It's this is the ice cream. And it's all good, and you could try it in a, all in a week, I guess. And I wouldn't, but like you could, and you might not yeah, get fat yet. God, I hate I that mean, what, so like, much. What's 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 uh you know we got uh, they're not I'm not being paid to to say this, but like what's relatively inexpensive? What's what's economical and tastes good ice cream? Like Briars is a classic yeah. go to. Briars is good ice cream. No, no ice cream is healthy. None of it. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's not the point. It's a treat. Mm-hmm. I hate Halo Top. Enjoy the Just treat. On principle, it's oh, it's such like a perversion. Talenti is not even. Well, that's not even ice cream, but it doesn't taste good either. But you um, don't eat ice cream if you're not, you know. You're or eat not less. Eat ice cream. Yes. Don't eat all of them. This is the cra- This is the crazy making thing. This yeah. is why I'm yelling on this on this podcast is because <laughs> why did you eat all of the ice creams? I did see. Are some you four oatly, years old? I saw some oatly froyo at um, Sixteen Handles that really intrigued me, and mm. I was totally down to try um, oat frogurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but oat-gurt. they only had co- yeah, right. There's there's something there, but they only had coffee flavors. But I was totally down for oatmeal, and it wasn't available. And that is. Mm. Um, the brand's not meeting the market demand for oatmeal right, flavored right. ice cream. Yeah. Quick, quick hits, quick, hurt, mm-hmm. quick hits before we move on to our second question. Everybody's favorite ice cream, go. Oh, Jesus. That's not uh, I like like a moose tracks <laughs> if I'm if I'm buying for myself. I like a moose tracks with the little peanut butter cups and the, and the fudge swirl. Um and also a mint chocolate chip is a, is a yes. classic for a reason. Oh my mm. god, I was gonna say either like Buckeye, you know, vanilla mm. with Buckeyes, um, or mint chip. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a mint chip. Alex, you're gonna come out swinging. <laughs> my favorite ice cream flavor is number nine on the Ben and Jerry's flavor graveyards most missed flavors. Oh my god. <laughs> it is the Dave Matthews Band Magic Brown. Oh my god, that was really good. That was really good. That's a great point. <laughs> It is black raspberry ice cream with sweet cream ice cream and fudgy brownie chunks in it. And it was so good. And I had a lot of it in college. Um, <laughs> but, like, my regular go-to is a, a, a coconut almond chip is what mm. I really like. I love a coconut ice cream. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this other question because it also is just wonderful. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not mad at the person so much as I have advice for them. This is from um, the New York Times social cues column. Um, Philip, our, our friend Sco- Philip Galong. Galong, yeah, <laughs> um, from recently, and 
he says, well, the writer says, an artist friend offered to make a painting for my new home. I don't love her work, but I wanted to be supportive, so I agreed. Unfortunately, the abstract painting she gave me, it looks like something you'd find in a generic hotel hallway. I've never hung it, but I, I have thought I would really enjoy the painting if I could make some amateur, lighthearted changes to it. Would that be okay? Signed, friend. Mm. It's an interesting question. <laughs> it is. Put a p- lighthearted changes. Put a Snoopy on there. <laughs> Just, just put put a Snoopy on there. Totally, like I'm picturing, like put a Snoopy on it. Like maybe some, like maybe draw a dick on it. Like that's these are these are things that you can do. Lighthearted changes to an abstract painting. <laughs> maybe somebody gets to wear a funny hat now. Oh, she's mm-hmm. also they they just say that it's like an abstract painting, which does sort of take away the things that you can draw funny hats or dicks on. But you know, amateur lighthearted changes. How long ago do you think this was that the painting was received? Mm, good question, because I've never hung it. Hmm. I've never hung it. Again, my, my probably my favorite kind of letter on this on this program. I say it many times. Is short but deep with meaning. <laughs> <laughs> they do say it's the, a painting for my new home, so I'm gonna say maybe within the past two years yeah it's right this strikes me as like a like maybe a eight plus month Mm. but less than two year situation Mm -hmm. i like that it's been on their mind like (laughs) they haven't just shoved it in a closet and forgotten about it they're thinking about it and how to put it to use right they have some desire to hang it but i think what they need to understand is that if they haven't hung it and they didn't as soon as they received it, put it up on their wall, take a picture of it, post it to social media, thank their friend, and then take it down and put it back in the basement or the attic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the the ship has sailed. This is why I think the time is 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 relevant. It's like, well, do you at a certain point are you just saying that you want to like use it for canvas practice? <laughs> like and that, I, I actually find that to be more disrespectful than just not hanging it. Yeah, and my the the answer does also say the answer is basically like please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> like technically, yeah, it's yours, but like you don't. It would be better. Yeah, I mean, to I can just... read the answer because it's also okay. Yeah, yeah, it's short. Well done. Technically, the painting is your property to do with as you like, and you are free to alter it. That would be an act of disloyalty to your friend, though, who gave you her artwork as a sincere gesture of friendship. Taste is a personal matter. Respect for our friends is not. Here, I see no reason to offer a critique of her painting or to deface it, but you know would likely hurt her. Just thank her for the gift, then store it, donate it, or give it to a friend, as is. Yeah. Don't, don't re-gift or donate it. Paintings don't take up very much room. You have a new house. Keep, keep the painting. Well, they Why do not say don't, put it in don't a do anything or something. It's a, the thing is, is it's clearly not like a, offensive or ugly, you know. Or, I yeah, mean, you said it would be in a generic ugly, hotel yeah. hallway. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. <laughs> uh, make make a like I don't know the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. My guest bedroom has a lot of weird stuff on the walls because it's where it just sort of like oh I got this thing, that's where it goes. So yeah. Everybody's got in a new home. You got place for things like Mm -hmm. that. I don't want to look at it every day, but sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, the, the painting in my home that I look at every day is a, a portrait of uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower with vampire fangs. Oh, yeah. I look at that every day. That makes me very happy. <laughs> That's fine. And I wouldn't make any modifications to it because I would think I would like it better if, if he had a jaunty hat or something. I don't I don't need that. I, I just accept things as they are. And once you've accepted the painting into your home and into your heart, that's the end of the the item is completed. Like, uh, it, it. this is a very, it's a strange, a strange impulse. I have a if, question. I think if, if, yes. Okay. Did, is this a gift? Was the painting a gift? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, that's not clear. Because it, it is described as Spe- an artist this. friend offered. I don't love her work, but I wanted to be supportive. And I'm like, I don't know if. Like, there could have been money that changed hands here. This could have been a business transaction. The abstract painting she gave me. Yeah. If the letter writer had purchased it, I think it would be clear. Okay. Because, like... Uh, I, it, it doesn't... It, this doesn't strike me as the language of someone... I mean, it's tea leaves a little bit here. But it, it does not strike me as the language of a person who has purchased this work. Mm, you're probably right. I mean, I've been in lots of hotels with bad art, but I... Amateur lighthearted changes. <laughs> That's fascinating. That it's, is fascinating. It's such a lighthearted change. Like, like you're not making this painting about like I don't know a, a a drowning child. Like you're making it about a puppy. Like I. So is that better? So I think this has come up in our in our horrible art collector people question in the past about the practice of like taking a real painting having a reproduction made of it and then Mm -hmm. just storing the real one and displaying the reproduction because the real one is worth too much money to put outside in your house right uh truly you know despicable rich person shit but uh in this case that maybe that's the answer have a reproduction uh commissioned of that painting and then deface the reproduction (laughs) just for funsies yeah, and then if it comes up, like, just swap them out. But then you have two of this painting that you don't like that much. But one you would really stickers? enjoy. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, the letter writer stickers. said really enjoy, so I want to give them that opportunity. Mm, it would be fun to really enjoy something. I would love to know what that's like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm doing great. <sighs> just this... Uh, I like... It's a it's a version of the portrait of Dorian Gray for a person uh, who needs to feel fun in their life. So there's a painting that's somewhere continuously getting lighthearted editions of stickers and Snoopies and uh, hang in there, bud, a Cooper Black font um, <laughs> written on it. While mm-hmm. a person is uh, slowly feeling like relatively okay about things and how they're going. Oh, I love that. I also love the idea of just painting like hanging their baby on top of just an amateur, like a an abstract nothing. That's really well, who's funny. The to pe- me. Who's the 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 guy who was the set director on Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I do. Er, I have no Pee-wee. idea. Why would I know oh, that? What, <laughs> no, what's his name? He's like a big artist, and he paint sayings over landscape paintings that are already existing what is that guy's name i don't know man i'm just Uh, like the whole time i've been picturing this art as the the painting that was in like the lobby of my mom's office 
it's like wait the two wait. color swooshes that come to each other you know like the swoosh and the swoosh in like a v-shape very big in the late 90s in offices this is the i'm, I'm gonna, gonna share a painting a, wait, a wait. picture to the group chat <laughs> Great. good oh and maybe then one of you can describe it or something sure i really enjoyed the thing that alex just put in the group chat i would put this in my, in my <laughs> house <laughs> so so this is a SpongeBob. Uh, it's Squidward, right? Yeah. <laughs> Holding a painting of. <laughs> you just put another one in. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a jaunty. It's a jaunty the the jaunty Squidward image. I don't know if there's there must be a name for that image. I'm sure there is. Um, Bold and brash squid. <laughs> I think. Maybe not. Yes. Uh, so you can purchase a, a Wayne White piece, uh, which is an existing landscape with some, like, basically word art over it. And like um, this it. one is all that fake laughing for nothing. Uh, estimate from the gallery, $15,000 to $20,000. <laughs> okay, I don't, Penny. I'm not fine. So maybe you can just do that. <laughs> mm. Put some fucking word art with some cool sayings. Sell your painting for $15,000? Great. But make it a reproduction. Leave the original one alone. That's my thought. That's fun. I think that's fun. I think that's a good compromise. I just, I want to know what the amateur lighthearted changes are. I just, I'm desperate to know what that looks like. The letter writer should have enclosed an example and Philippe Galland should have uh, printed that just so that we could know because maybe it would be better. Maybe Philippe Galland would have to be like, ah, yes. Ah, oui. Uh, That is better. It's all, all all the Snoopies, all the Snoopies that are all the Snoopies that are fit to print uh, in the pages of the New York Times. Yeah. Lighthearted changes, um, you know, sitting down my child in sixteen years or whatever to talk about the lightheaded changes that they're going through. Um, oh no! But anyway, it was a pleasure talking to my friends, yeah. and we'll yeah. we'll talk again. See you next episode. Bye. Bye.